0: all make me think like I got to bring something this morning. <laughs> thank you for being here. Really and truly, I have friends that have come from far and friends that are watching online right now. Shout out to my New York family and from my prayer team all the way across the oceans. But um, thank you for having me here and for allowing me to be in this space, to bring this message to you, to conclude our her story And today's story is an action-type story. So I don't know if there are gentlemen out there that like some action, but I like action stories, and I like good endings to a story. (laughs) So I want you to be able to be involved, talk back to me, question, hallelujah, clap your hand. I'm all with that, okay? It's all right to do, okay? So I want to say faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. That's according to Romans 10, 17. And in today's story, I love, 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 love God's fame, his name, his power, his love for his people, his character, his covering that goes before him. It doesn't matter your historical background, your geographical location, your bed number at a shelter, or your cell that you happen to be occupying. I'm telling you that God's voice is gonna find you and God's voice is going to stir you and God's voice is going to save you no matter where you're located because faith, my friends, comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I'm telling you that's the truth and you wanna hear the voice of the one true God. No walls, no false securities, you know, no idols, nothing can stop this powerful voice who has something to say to you. Maybe you haven't heard it, ever, for the first time. This is your first time hearing these words. Write it down. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And I'm telling you, if you haven't heard it in a long time, open your ears to hear what the Spirit wants to say to you today, okay? I want to tell you something about this faith that I'm going to talk to you about. It's a faith that God sends out His Word to stir you and I to action. He wants you to move. He wants you to make decisions based on His Word and what He says to you, okay? He wants you to make a decision in one 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 decision can change everything everything can change a lot of things and not maybe just for you but it can change a trajectory for families how many in here love families we talked about it earlier i love family i want to make a change for my family now please hear me on this i'm not talking about a naming and claiming kind of faith so I'm not the one, <laughs> I don't go there, okay? I'm talking about the faith that pleases God according to Hebrews 11:6. So we'll throw that up there for you. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. Did you hear that? Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must Believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. See, it's not enough to merely acknowledge his existence. (laughs) No, he wants a personal, dynamic relationship with you. And he wants to transform your life in that relationship. Now, to understand that I could do something to please God blows my mind. (laughs) You know, when I was younger, I have uh, two younger brothers, and they served on the altar, I think that's what they called it, in the Catholic Church. And I thought, wow, that's interesting, because these are the same two kids that live with me that set the mailboxes on fire, and they're up here serving God at the altar. But not me. Of what? But then I found the scripture. (laughs) Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So I could do something. I didn't have to go on that altar. (laughs) I could please God by showing him my faith. Amen? God is good. I could do that. I didn't have to apply. I just had to apply my mind and say, I believe you. I trust you at your word. If you said it, you did it, it's going to happen, and that's it. Simple kind of faith. That's what I believe in. So, blew my mind about that. Here we go. I want to tell you today about our story. It's a cool lady. I love her. And she is introduced to us in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 31. It says, by faith, the harlot Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she received the spies with peace. So wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Is this the Hebrew hall of faith book in the Bible? And Rahab, a harlot, is in it? She's one of two women. Did you hear me? one of two women listed in the Hebrew Hall of Faith. So why did God say Rahab the harlot? Why couldn't he just say Rahab? Hmm. God is not up to mistakes and he didn't make one there either. I think he put that in there to say, there's nobody untouchable, nobody unreachable no past that he can't deal with and no present that he can't use you in and no future that he can't build for anybody. His love and his salvation is for everybody. So he left that in there. Rahab, the harlot, is in the hall of faith. Now we got that football hall of fame, right? And we got that baseball hall of fame. I went there. Cooperstown, anybody go? I went there but the hebrew hall of faith that you're reading about right now that people behind you coming up are going to read about it's going to last forever our name one of two women in the hall of faith in the book of hebrews check it out it's a heavy book but it's good trust me you won't be disappointed so let me say stay on point lauren um I was blown away by her story. Honestly, it touched me in ways you have no idea. But I will tell you that I was curious to discover the narrative of her story and how it fits the bigger picture of God's story, and we will. But let me set a little context before we see a, a video shortly. So where were the spies? Why were there spies? In Joshua chapter 1, it says, After the death of Moses, the Lord spoke to his assistant Joshua, son of Nun, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over the Jordan, you and all his people, to the land I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. And girl, I'll tell you what, I liked it. Every place, every place that the sole of your feet will tread upon, I have given it to you. He's already done it. He's already given them that land. He said, every place the sole of your feet tread upon, I have given it to you. And as I said to Moses, I'm going to skip down a little bit, to where it says, I will be with you. I will not leave you. I won't forsake you. Only be strong. And very courageous. Be strong and be of good courage, it says. (laughs) Don't be afraid. And then he gives them a command. In uh, verse 10, he says, tell them, go in and possess the land that the Lord God has given you to possess. (laughs) He's already done it. Go and possess that land that he's given to you. And again, it ends with the words, only be strong and be of good courage. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds to me like there's some work coming up. Just because he gave you that land doesn't mean you just roll over in bed, all's good. He said, get up, go over there and take what I have given to you. There is an action required Faith needing to be applied. It's going to be opposition coming your way. So I'm warning you right now. If God has given you a promise, expect some opposition. Now he gave you a promise. That's on him. He did his part. But it's up to us to follow, to get up, do something that he requires. To see our faith, that's important to him it pleases him to see your faith okay remember that write that down it's good I want to tell you about in chapter 2 verses 1 through 3 says now Joshua the son of Nun sent out two men from Acacia Grove to spy secretly saying, go view the land, especially Jericho. So they went and they came to the house of a harlot named Rahab and they lodged there. So right now, I would like you to look at this video that we're going to see together. And I want you to be thinking about what this character is saying. Now I dug her up. I asked her to show up because of some people it's pretty cool people. I said, come on, talk to the people. So, you're gonna hear from Rahab, and she will give you, from her perspective, what happened that day. Let's watch the video.
1: I've always tried to make the most out of what I've had. And even when things were tough, I always found a way to put food on the table. Even if that meant selling more, than just a warm bed in my inn. I never thought of prostitution as something that I chose. This was just something I had to do to provide for those I cared about. And I see the way the other women look at me. They have looked at me like that my entire life. There's no place for a woman like me among the righteous and the influential. I live on the edge of society, literally. My house is built into the outermost wall of the city, Jericho's red light district. I guess we'll be the first to go if we ever get attacked. For so long, I waited for something to change, for somebody to see me as valuable, not just another body for hire, and I had almost given up hope. Until one day, opportunity literally came knocking on my door. You see, the only people who came to see me were the faceless and the nameless. And these two men on my doorstep, they were no different. They hung their head real low. And it was obvious that they didn't want to draw attention to themselves. And I could see why. They were Israelites. You see, a huge Israelite army had just set up camp across the Jordan River a few days ago and all of Jericho was talking about them. We had heard about their God, Yahweh, who rained down fire from heaven. Jericho shook with fear at that unstoppable army right outside our borders. And I had two of their spies right on my doorstep looking for a place to hide. None of our gods or idols had ever done anything for me. But maybe their Yahweh could. So I stepped aside and I let him in. Anybody could have seen me talking with these two guys, let alone let him in my house. If I was caught with Israelite spies, that would be it for me. But if Yahweh really could make a path of dry land in the middle of the Red Sea, Maybe he could make a way for me. So I shut the door real quick and I I peered out the window and there was already a woman talking with one of the guards pointing at my house. I had to move fast. I I rushed him through the house and up onto the roof but there was no place to hide so I just had him lay down and I covered him with flax and no sooner did they disappear underneath those bushels than did I hear a knock at my door below. So I ran down there. (laughs) shaking, half with excitement, half with fear. And I took a breath to steady myself, and I opened the door. It was the king of Jericho's personal guard. He must have been more scared than I thought. What can I do for you boys? But they were all business. Bring out the two men who came into your house for they are foreign spies. They knew. There was no turning back now. I had to lie to the most powerful man in the city. Lucky for me, that's something I was actually pretty good at. So I looked him straight in the eye. I said, yes, I think I know the men you're talking about. But I didn't know they were strangers, let alone spies. (laughs) They weren't buying it. I had to get creative. I said, yeah, okay, they were here. But they left already. They escaped through the main gate before it closed and I didn't see which way they went and if you hurry, you might be able to catch them. And to my surprise, they spun around and ran towards the main gate. (laughs) It was the first time in my life that I had lied and felt like I was doing the right thing.
0: So, what are a few things you picked up about our hero rehab? Anybody? Anybody watch the video? (laughs) How about, she lived on the edge of the city wall. She could easily hear the buzz around town. She did the best she could with what she had to provide for her family. She was a Canaanite. She was not a Jew. She felt she had no value. Did that pierce your heart like it pierced mine? She had no value. She had no place among the righteous. That does not sound like the gospel of the big picture of God to me. She had no place with the righteous. And I don't know if you've ever walked a mile where you felt judged or felt out of place or like you didn't measure up in a room. (laughs) Rahab said, (sighs) hopeless. She felt hopeless. The pagan gods had yet to deliver her from her hopelessness in her current situation. She longed for change and it didn't come through the pagan gods. And yet when she spoke about the god of the spies, the fire raining down from heaven, the seas opening up and the Israelites walking across on dry land, something began to shift in Rahab. She began hearing what she was saying. What did I say? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now she didn't observe that but she heard about it. And as she talked about it, as she poured into these spies what she already knew about their God something shifted in her faith and she was moved from faith to action and the girl made a decision she lied bold face lied and you wonder why is that highlighted in the bible it's not so cool the lie later on i'll tell you a story in which i lied miss lauren oh yeah Mm -hmm. but she shifted she saw the awe of the God of the Israelites and she heard of his mighty power and his deeds destroying the kings on the other side of the Jordan destroying them so she knew in her knower that the walls of Jericho was about to come down but she made a choice She decided that she would help the spies. She moved aside, let them in, and hid them upstairs on the rooftop, laying underneath flax. Not very comfortable, by the way. But she aligned herself with the spies. She chose their God in that moment. Her faith moved her to choose against culture. That city was fearful, full of fear. If anybody sees a stranger out here, you better report them right away or something's going to happen to you. She pushed back against culture. Are we living in a day where we have to sometimes choose against culture? Hmm, I wonder about that. So I'm going to ask you, Who are you aligning yourself with today? The world? The crowd? The culture? Notoriety? Easy money? You may align yourself with the crowd, but you may find yourself going down with the crowd. Now you can align yourself with God and you can find yourself all by yourself. It's interesting, we get to choose who we align ourselves with multiple times a day. And Rahab was no different. So I'm gonna tell you a little bit about my story. I related so much to Rahab, not of her occupation, but how she felt unseen, low self-esteem, judged, not much to offer in your current situation. (laughs) I was born to very young parents. I'm the oldest of three siblings. The younger is seven years my junior. My brother Samuel suffered with mental health issues. And unfortunately, back in that day when they were diagnosed, we were given very bad information, and we could not help him in a dignified way. It was bad information, and it, it crushed our family. There was stigma attached to all of that. It was difficult, and it was wrong for him. My younger brother, Stephen. Some of you met him. He's cool. He's good looking. Everybody loves him. He was smart enough to elevate himself. Met my sister-in-law, Joyce. Married. Four children. Beautiful family. Doing great. Walking with the Lord. Great. But I tell you, I was in a community where outside the community, people didn't give us a chance. The residents where we lived in my zip code, we were in a what they call a desert, food desert community. All those people over there, all they're gonna do is drugs. They're gonna just die. They're not worth much. Don't pour anything into them. You're not going anywhere. You're not gonna amount to anything. These were the whispers of our representatives, of who we were. Well, I moved into a home. My dad bought a home and uh, alcoholism plagued our family also. But in this new home, I had to learn new transportation to my high school. I had to learn the new hood. I had to learn who to talk to, who to avoid, you know, all that good stuff. But my brothers have a different lens, of course, because they're my juniors. But I was the oldest, and a lot of responsibility fell to me. So when I get the knock on my door, come on, let's play, let's go, da-da-da-da, I didn't have time, because I was supporting my family, and I didn't choose to tell them my story of what was happening in here. So like Rahab, people judged her, but they didn't know what she had to do and why for her family. I knew what I had to do, but I wasn't gonna explain myself (laughs) to the crowd. But in the community, Some politician had the wise idea to take and put a rehab center on the corner of the block, the block that kids have to walk through, go with their parents, or whatever, on their way to the train station. I was one of those kids. My friends, I call them the welcoming committee at my home in my neighborhood, they started getting upset with me closing the door and refusing their invitation to play. Now it starts bullying, knocking, threatening. It was ridiculous. Well, I walked through this neighborhood, through the rehab center, through people who have nameless faces, but they're people and they were ravaged with the evils of crack cocaine, of heroin addiction, of alcoholism, Of choosing do I take a step in here do I trust them to get better is there any hope for me and if they're not using they are in withdrawal or they are on methadone so I have to walk through this crowd and my parents taught me when you see people you speak to people I'm like they can be scary I'm walking and I choose who I would look at. And I say, good morning, good morning, and keep going on my business. One day, my welcoming committee got sick and tired of playing games with me. So they followed me on my way to the train station, jumped me from behind, took a knife to my throat. Then I felt a circle around me encompassing me, Front, side, back, and my assailants were pushed away. And I'm going to tell you the words that I remember hearing that morning from that nameless, faceless crowd. They said, "Our lives, our lives for hers. She's a good kid. Put that knife down. And they did. I never saw a sight nor hair of my bullies again, ever. Amen. Amen. What I'm saying to you, I told a few lies to people in authority to keep ourselves and our situation under wraps. But God saw fit to keep me. Why? For a purpose, just like he's keeping you. For a purpose. No matter what mess your past was in, And I tell you what, life got messy for our family, but God didn't get sickened by it. He helped us. He jumped in with us. He's not afraid of messes. He's not afraid of harlots. He's not afraid of the addict. He's not afraid of alcoholism. He's not afraid of bondage. He will break the chains in the name of Jesus. He is able to do it. He's powerful to do it. He sends his word to encourage you to know he can do it. And you stand and you move in faith to action. And you do something with it. No matter what he's promised you and put in your hand. Do something with it don't leave here today without doing something with the faith that he's stirring up in you right now okay (laughs) i think i have this to put up on thank you they are so good back there let me tell you can work on your today in spite of your yesterday if you will choose him by faith that functions. I'm going to say that again. God can work on your today in spite of your yesterday if you will choose him by faith that functions. You're going to have to do something with your faith. Because what is the only thing that pleases God is your faith, okay? So, I don't care how your past has dirtied you, crippled you, crushed you. Your life, your life still has value when you place it in the hand of the living God. Your life still matters to him if you place it in the hand of a living god he can work with you he can do things for you he can rewrite your background and bring you into a historical situation you're like how did i get here much like i feel like right now how did i get here (laughs) it's just the saving grace of god i came to say lord I believe you at your word when he gave me an invitation and I'm going to extend to you a little later. And he says, you know, I want to exchange your burden of sin for my life. My life that he sacrificed for you. And he invites you into that situation. And you have to choose by faith. You have to choose by faith. You have to do something. You have to function by faith you have to step out of your hopelessness and say i don't know but i'm gonna trust i'm gonna trust a little bit and he's gonna meet you all the way you see his saving grace is free to everybody nothing you get to do you just receive it and your name's written in the lamb's book of light but i'm telling you in the messy stuff down here this stuff when you apply your faith And you please God, he will move the mountains to bring heaven to the mess you're walking through. Did you hear what I said, anybody? He will bring heaven to the mess called life. And if you haven't had mess, you haven't lived long enough, it's coming. It's coming. I guarantee you that it's coming. But let me get back to what I want to say (laughs) he can change your history and he can change and deliver you and your family from death to life I was able to witness to my dad and he came to Jesus and lived a sober life before he transitioned to heaven my father described the flowers the house in heaven that he was transitioning to. Told his second wife, go home, I'm I'm good, I'm really good. And my mom, who was given a death sentence medically, prayed with her, she received the Lord. Her face lights up a room. I'm telling you, she received Jesus. I was singing on her deathbed, take me to the king. And my mother left and went to see the king. It was awesome. And I'm telling you, my brother who had mental issues, I spoke to him in a phone booth. Homeboy fell out. I didn't know that. I'm praying and praying, and I don't hear anything. Phone booth, Google it. (laughs) It's interesting. But I want to tell you a little bit about my brother. He was really struggling. And years later I said, "Do you remember me calling? You calling me and praying with you. About you mean the time that I picked up the phone was talking crazy and all of a sudden you was praying and I dropped the phone and fell backwards through the phone but that time <laughs> I said, Ooh, "Okay." He received Jesus. He fell asleep, never woke up one day. He is in heaven great reward my family's history and trajectory was changed because of my faith in God's work I believed him to change my history and my background so that we could have hope instead of hopelessness he did it and he constantly and consistently will do it for you so I want to ask you are you going to choose popularity Are you gonna choose the crowd? Are you gonna choose the path of grace that God can walk you out of your rubble and your mess? And not just you, but take your family? What's God challenging you with today? What is he asking you to have faith to trust him in? (laughs) Right now, what business is he asking you to start in the time of recession? What? What new step is he moving you out of comfort zone and into something new for his glory? What is he asking you to do right now? What is he doing in your heart right now? Hmm. God can take your mess and walk you onto a path of grace to a present future that you could never have imagined. All he asks you is put your trust in him. So I want you to turn your attention to the screen for a moment, one more time.
1: For so long, I was just trying to get by, doing whatever I could, never asking for help. And here I was pleading with these two strangers. Please, show me and my family kindness because I have shown you kindness. I was desperate. I had to be sure. Swear to me by your God, there was my ridiculous request. These were Israelites and I was a Canaanite woman and a prostitute. I had to have been the last person that Yahweh wanted to save. So I held my breath and I waited for their answer. Our lives for yours. That's it. Just like that, I was saved, and all I had to do was believe in their God. And then all I remember thinking is thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, that actually had to be my first prayer. Thank you, Yahweh, for saving me. And then They gave me this red ribbon. They said to tie it to my window the day of the battle and that it would keep me and my family safe. This ribbon represents the most important gift I ever received. Represents hope. Who would have thought it would come from the God of my enemies? (laughs) So I lowered him out of my window in the wall And over the next few days, Jericho's walls were shut tight. No one could come in or out. Lookouts were posted everywhere and the soldiers were preparing for battle. Yahweh's army came marching in with not just soldiers, but with priests and with trumpets. And they marched around our city for six days. Blowing those trumpets like they had already won. Not a sword was unsheathed, not an arrow was fired. Just marching and trumpets. And then on the seventh day, they marched around our city seven times, followed by a loud trumpet blast and shouting. And Yahweh answered their shouts and Jericho's walls fell. my part of the wall. We were saved. The spies came in and walked me and my family through the rubble of the city and out into our new home with Yahweh and the Israelites. I used to think that all I could do was make the most out of what I had. But God wanted to make something more out of me. my trust in Yahweh, and he saved me. And who knows, maybe he can use my small part of the story to save someone else. Rahab
0: walked out from the rubble, unscathed, with her family, and she walked onto the road of grace. From ruins, hopelessness, to grace people. She was escorted to Jericho. She was escorted to where the people of the Israelites lived. And when she walked with her family, a man named Salmon took a peek. Knew she wasn't an Israelite. Five. Read it for yourself. You will find that this father of Bethlehem, Salmon, and Rahab, the harlot, they are in the lineage that leads to Christ, our Savior. Matthew one five. Write that down. He took her past and made her a miracle. The seed of the line. David that leads to Jesus regardless of what her past was like. God can redeem it now in the mess of life right now and change your historical background forever. If you put your trust in it. can you do that? He did it for Rahab. He'll do it for you. Show him your faith.